When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. It is full-time Reds number 10 on the season. It has finished at Anfield. Liverpool 2, Union Saint-Gillois nil. At least I think that's what the score was. I wasn't paying a ton of attention, really, in the second half of that match. It was all a bit boring. I'm joined tonight by none other than uh, Chris Brack. Chris, how are you tonight? Good, thanks, mate. Good. Not too bad. Literally good. just got in as kickoff started. Show my door. As my door to show around the potential new school. So, oh, great. So, I actually realized 10 minutes, five minutes in, who's playing the Liverpool lineup or anything. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, I thought it was a strong lineup. So, just to let everybody know, uh, we're going to have probably the shortest full time Reds of all time. It is my birthday tomorrow. And at about 42 minutes into the game, uh, my older brother just walked through the door completely unannounced. So, he's sitting downstairs while I'm upstairs yakking away on YouTube. So, I'm desperate to get this done so I can uh, get on and seeing some of my family who I don't get to see very often. So uh, everything is good with me, but let's power through this. we got a starting 11 of Allison and goal because Kelleher apparently has picked up an injury. Uh, Trent comes back in, gets his first start since he picked up that injury against uh, Villa, I think it was. Kanate pairs Kwanzaa at the center half. Simicast, who I'm sure Chris will want to talk about later, starts at left back. Midfield three of Harvey Elliott, Endo, and Gravenberch. And up front, we got Mo Salah getting... A surprising start. Darwin Nunez, Diogo Jada. Thoughts on that lineup, Chris? Yeah, it was fine. Um, I think we all probably thought Jones would start, seeing he, he can't play for three games. He's going to be kicking his heels out for about four weeks. But I think me and Kev were talking about it. It might possibly be a sports science thing. Jones does like an injury. So maybe they just lined up that he was always supposed to miss this game. Anyway, the fact he got sent off, they're like, yeah, but if we, if we you know, read some of the rule is the Probably just thought he might not risk it. Other than that, yeah, it's kind of what I thought. I thought I have a feeling Salah will probably play quite. We'll we'll play the next two home games just to get it get them qualified, and then he'll disappear. Nunez, we have anyone else? Yeah. <laughs> he'll play number nine at the moment because Gakpo was injured, and Jossie Yame as well. Seen he seen he got himself sent off. So surprisingly, according to the PGM MOL, he shouldn't have been sent off now. That's a that's a that's a strange one. I would have sworn they were talking about the first yellow card because the first yellow card I don't think was ever yeah, a yellow second, card. But I thought the, the second, second one was Stonewall. Yeah, so he gets a point. You go like, just don't figure out what's going on anymore now. So yeah, but 
I'll be honest, it, this was definitely one of those just get through it games. I think Liverpool just like, just get through it, get the win, try not to exert yourselves. And I think the subs and the all round performance just screamed off, just get this one and get it done. Uh, yeah. Try not to exert themselves. They nailed it. They yeah. Nailed I, it. I've just seen Aiden's comments about man the match. Absolutely not. Uh, I'm not even going to bring that call off. That's outrageous slander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely mm-hmm. outrageous. Yeah. Uh, I mean, talking points from the lineup before the match, it was uh, Trent's 279th appearance for Liverpool and his final one as a 24-year-old because his birthday is on Saturday and he turns 25. That's a pretty good chunk of games for a guy turning 25 years old. And it was great to see him back in the starting lineup. I thought he did quite well. Wasn't inverting nearly as much as I thought he would. I mean, zipping through this, Chris, ninth minute, balls in the back of the net. Gravenberch, big, strong shot from outside the box, doing his best Dominic Sabasai impersonation. Absolutely bobbles out. Darwin Nunez walks it in. He's well offside. Well, yeah, unless it's the uh, Premier League officials, he might have been two yards off. We just fucking don't know these days, do we? <laughs> just like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, Darwin's dad, the old Darwin, the Darwin of last season where he's just like, couldn't stay on side, couldn't score from a yard out, you know, misses open goals. <laughs> Darwin's had one of those games today. But to be honest, yeah. I think it was kind of indicative of Liverpool in that first half. It was it was just pretty sloppy, to be honest. Uh, probably the shining light was Gravenberch first half. Yeah. And to be fair, yeah. I just thought Endo again was a solid six and just did what he did. The only one who was probably alive was Elliot. To be fair, he was everywhere and, you know, looked like someone who's trying to get Jones's place while he knows Jones is suspended for three for three games trying to push for that spot. But yeah, it was you know, we yeah. helped, I we I think Harvey's gonna have uh I think Harvey's gonna have a battle on his hands because I, I think that Ryan Grabberch is gonna be offered that opportunity and I think he's going to take that opportunity. Uh one of the biggest talking points that I had from the first match at about 10 minutes in they panned over to the coach's bench and it showed the USG coach and he's wearing a big coat and a ball cap, and I just thought he was like a fake pair of glasses with a mustache attached to it from being a blessing in disguise. So that's uh, that's that's a joke I've had lo- loaded up for about an hour. I'll get through that. 17th minute, I mean, you, you mentioned Darwin Nunes being like last season's Darwin Nunes. He has to score. He has oh, to it's, score. Everything else is brilliant. The move's great. You know, the slide roll pass to Salah, cuts it across. You know, it's actually harder to miss. Uh, it was just like... Oh, I, I, so when you saw that, you kind of thought it's just got one of those nights, isn't it? Where we we will win because we we are considerably better than them. But going, it just felt like it's going to be a turgid game. It turned into one of those very turgid, very typical early European games. You know, as much as people, you know, we all love the Champions League. Early Champions League games are like this as well. You know, it's just <laughs> it's hard to get really excited about this game, especially after the excitement of the weekend. The weekend was. Loads of talking points. We had like an hour and a half of this. God, there was there was four watching. there was there was four episodes off of this weekend's action. <laughs> really, what? <wasn't> it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if somebody in there said that it was nice to just have a competent refereeing performance, which was. Hmm. I mean, you you mentioned that this was just one of those games where you kind of have to slog through it, and it's not going to be this absolute hammering. Was- I thought I thought it was going to be one of those hammerings because I thought we were, especially when I saw the eleven. When I saw the lineups coming out and I saw that Mo was starting, that Darwin was starting, I thought, holy shit, we might absolutely leather these. 
because we're going to, we're going to come out like a, an absolute cannonball being fired. And who is I wrong? Mogda didn't get out of the, didn't get out of the first gear. I don't think it was just, you know, uh, you could see why, how they got to a quarter final though. You know, they have a particular way of playing it. It's, you know, hit deep, play, play to the strengths out wide on the counter. And when you're playing against certain players on our side, you know, you will get chances because they're really good at that. So, yeah. you know, they look better than Lask. And Lask are ranked higher than them. But I thought they looked better than Lask, to be honest. So I think lost 1-0 to Toulouse tonight. So I think we topped the group by two points. Yeah, so, by oh, two good. points with with the home and home against Toulouse. So, I mean, we've got what? Lask is on zero. USG is on one point. We've got the back-to-back against Toulouse coming up. So, if we win think, both of those, takes us to 12. They're on four. We're done. I, I would we're say if we, win, if we beat Lask, uh, sorry, if we beat Toulouse home and away, you could pretty much then play any, you know, you play anyone. Play, play Simicast up front in the last two games. I really couldn't care less. Because it just doesn't you matter. Can't, you can't stop yourself from wanting to talk oh, about Costa Simicast. I think does, you love him. I think you it love It just him. does my head in. It just does my head in. <laughs> and I just don't get the vitriol around him. He's just an okay backup. That's what he is. It's all he'll ever be. And honestly, some people have you believe it's like Roberto Carlos is, is on the bench and I can't believe he's not starting with a robo. He's just... He he had a few he had a few performances in his first season that he strung together in a row that kind of started this idea that he could potentially usurp Robertson for that spot and nothing has ever come close to that level since. It's like players who have a bad first three or four games. Sometimes some fans eyes you can never write them off and they always think they're shit. Simicast mm-hmm. is the opposite. He had a good start and he's still riding the coattails of that good start. You know, listen, scoring a winner. Penalty the shootout will help you endear yourself to Liverpool fans, but that doesn't make you a good left back. <laughs> yeah, that's that's this is this is true. I we we missed over the first big chance of the game. It was five minutes in. It's a great one v one save against Mo Salah. The the ball's kind of mm. lost in midfield. It's up for grabs for anybody. Jarrell Kwanzaa comes out like an absolute shot off of his line, puts a tackle in, and the ball flies perfectly. Like Allison couldn't have played a better long ball to Mo Salah and. The Luxembourgian keeper, which I cannot believe that they have a keeper from Luxembourg, because on my uh, on my feed the commentators couldn't stop talking about the fact that the last time Diogo Jota played against him, he scored two when Portugal beat Luxembourg nine 0 But uh, like that's a big save, and I think that's uh, kind of the turning point of it. At least that's some good insight. I had to listen to Steve McManaman. So watching Supercast and listen to Steve McManaman, you know, my night just got <laughs> from bad to worse. I see if you, I've seen this for. He's always going to regress sitting on the bench. There's a reason he's always sitting on the bench. And the manager sees him every week. If he was pulling up trees, he'd get more game time. We've seen that with the manager. If players are... Yeah. You realise he'll pull up trees to get in. Even ones that we're always a bit surprised at. Like Curtis Jones. As soon as Curtis Jones has been fit, he's thrown back in. You know, so shows what he's doing off the pitch, really. Yeah, you know he's good. Uh, I Zipping right on through. 43rd minute. Wavy gravy. Puts it into the back of the net. It's a counter from a USG corner. Allison plays at the Trent. Trent drives 50, 60 yards through a wide open, wide open middle of the park. He plays the ball to Darwin. Darwin plays it back to Trent. He cuts into shoot on his right foot, shaping up to go full Curtis Jones against Everton. Good power on the shot. The keeper should do better. I mean, he's he's spilled spilled two long-range shots that ended up in the back of the net. This one, no question that Gravenberch is onside, and it's 1-0. Nothing less than we deserved, I didn't think. No, poachers, it's what you want. It's what you want. Something we didn't have last year, which was 
midfielders coming from deep and taking a gamble. You know, Grafenberg's dead, you know, ran off a good first half performance, I thought. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's terrible for the keeper, you know, if, you know, you'd be what a strangling. Because actually, it's fair, he actually played quite well the keeper, but the most decisive moment in the game, he balls up really quite, mm-hmm. quite badly. But yeah, Grafenberg's nice to get his first goal, gets it out of the way. And then we go from there, really. I believe that is also Curtis Jones' first ever game in the Europa League because they're all, all games he's played in Europe, Liverpool, Hogs, and Champions League. So, yeah, look at that. So, also, that so for Ryan Grabberts, that's now three goal contributions in his three starts. Do you know the last player that also did that? Liverpool? I mean, I know how this usually works, and the answer is Mo Salah, but I don't, I don't think that's correct. No, it's not Mo Salah, no. Uh, no, I don't know. Milan Barros. Oh. Which is quite surprising. I assumed it was someone earlier than that, but yeah, uh, flash up on Twitter as a, a random start. I was like, oh, okay. So that's a good start. You know, and I think he's probably going to, I think he's probably going to start at the weekend, I would say. The fact that Elliot played the full night, the full 90 says to me, I think it's going to be Sopper's Line, McAllister, Graffin Birch. I also think that gives a bit more tactical flexibility if we want to go to a midfield. If we want to go to a midfield two, and do like which I I thought we I thought we did use that a little bit today. I thought mm-hmm. it, it felt like we were kind of flitting between formations because I was really looking to see how Trent slotted back into the team because the box midfield with the inverted right back relies so heavily on Trent being in the team and at top form that I was really really trying to focus on that. Obviously, before I got surprised by visiting family members, and he wasn't doing it quite as insistently like at the start of the season it seemed like it didn't matter what as soon as we got the ball back Trent slotted into that double six but there was points where Harvey Elliott was dropping in with Endo and Gravenberch was basically playing as a 10 and we we're playing kind of a 4-2-3-1 with Gravenberch playing there and like I thought it was good I mean like I said from here on in my notes get really really sparse uh I mean let's just talk about just before halftime I don't know what happened I was, again, very distracted because somebody just walked through my door. Apparently, after we scored, we restarted, and they just about had a goal, and Allison comes out to challenge for it, and it yeah, goes around, uh, and Ibu Kanate clears off the line. What happened? The lad does a, I can't remember how he gets the ball, but he does a good body swerve, which kind of takes Kwanzaa out of the game, so he's like almost clean through, although um, Kanate's pacing back with him. Allison comes sliding out of the air, he chipped it over Allison, but there's not enough sort of power or weight on the chip, and Canate sweeps up and just clears it for a corner. So, you know, they were always that little bit dangerous on the break. Anyway, that was kind of their kind of their game, and you know, for Kwanzaa, it's just a little bit of a learning curve. But in general, I actually thought again, Kwanzaa had um, a decent game. I think you can still see the elements of his game he needs to improve. You know, some of his spatial awareness, or you know, he's sometimes. A little bit slow on reading a few things, you know, where he like gives a little push or he ends with a foot race or someone where, you know, he's just not quite in the right position. But look, he's a kid. He's only, what, 18, 19? But it definitely looks like we've got some a real, real big talent on our hands here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all nice and relaxed now with no Kev. You know, I think he's the problem, you know, Matt. I think I think it's always nice and relaxing Kev's not on the show. Well, it's, it's either Kev is the problem or the PGMOL and their cadre of completely inept referees who take control of Premier League games. It's one or the other, but I it's mean... It's more fun to blame Kev, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is a lot more fun to blame Kev. I, we get to halftime, and 
the one thing that so many of the online brigade of Liverpool fans call for every single match finally happens, Chris. Three changes at the half. I did not see that coming, mostly because I wasn't paying attention. But McAllister, Jones, and Diaz come on. Uh, Mo Salah, Endo, and Darwin go off. Yeah, looks very prearranged. Looks very much we're getting um we've got both, we've got Brighton in mind, and you know I would suggest those three are all starting. So oh, Quanta think- twenty. Oh, he's old. He's old. I thought. Oh, sorry, apart from Endo. Endo's with a funny one because you've got like yeah, I forgot Endo. Yeah, I, I was a bit. I did think Endo would stay, stay the full game, but I don't, unless he wanted to see something, perhaps he just wanted to see how it goes. You know, McAllister's six is still not ideal. I still think he's better as an eight, but I think we've got the grid of there. I think he's going to play a lot of six. Six, and I think that's just the way it is. So I think yeah. he's. I think it's his position. I I don't see who else is going to play there. Like I think he. I I still think he looks best in a two man pivot. I think on his own. I do think his lack of physicality and a little bit of lack of pace sometimes gets exposed, especially against better sides, of which, to be fair, Brighton are. So, and also, Brighton will know how to play McAllister, probably better than we do. Nope. So. Uh, it's uh, Bears there says, Brighton looks spent tonight, drawing 2-2 with Marseille. Now, I, they did come back from 2-0 down, but, uh, I mean, I didn't see the award of the penalty. I just saw Joao Pedro score the penalty to level the scores at 2-2, but I mean, they had to put in a hard, hard shift, whereas I, I don't think the same can be said about uh, about Liverpool in this game. I, I think we tried. Of- I think we tried. I think we tried to make it hard for ourselves. We tried our best to, you know, make us chase a game for a bit because it was yeah. all of their chance I- capable was just being really sloppy. But I think, I, I think it was so superior. I think in the game, yeah. we're generally so superior. I, I think a lot of complacency and laxness came into the game, yeah. and I just. Maybe if you play a bet, you play a bet side, you just don't do that. But I think you're just naturally more switched off. Yeah, yeah. I think this is Liverpool benefiting from being drawn in an extremely weak group. Mm. You know, it's. I think Toulouse is the pot four team, so ostensibly they're the weakest team in the group, and they might end up being the strongest team in the group. But I don't think any of Lask, Saint Gilles, or Toulouse are anything really to write home about. And I now, having seen our B team go out, what three midweeks in a row now. I have full confidence that our second choice 11 has more than enough to get us comfortably through this group. You know, maybe we, we have a Rick against somebody, maybe it's a way to Toulouse or a way in Belgium where we get a draw or we get beaten or something like that. We don't take six wins out of the six in the group stage, but I still comfortably expect us to finish top of this group. I mean, it gets rounded off in second half injury time. Diogo Jada on a counter. USG look like they're starting to mount a little bit of pressure. At this point, they had, I think it was after their eighth or ninth corner. Jada does incredibly well. He jumps so high to get the faintest touch or deflection on the ball from, mm-hmm. I think it was, uh, it was Kanate. Yeah, Kanate, hoof and hope the ball out of his own box. Just get it out of here. Clear lines. You know, there's two minutes left in the game. Jada just rises up, gets a slight little touch on it. Luis Diaz picks up that knock on, gets fouled. Maybe he's down on the ground. Eventually, he somehow manages to shuffle the ball out to the left of Diogo Jada, and Diogo Jada does Diogo Jada things, which is just score goals. <laughs> like, yeah, three goals in four games, though, isn't it? So, you know, <laughs> goal scoring wise, you can't argue. There's other things you can argue about it, but, you know, at least he scored. So, you know, yeah. that. That second goal was kind of on for the, for the last ten minutes because they did have a little spell, but ultimately we go from we go from there. We sort of rose on there. You know, Diaz probably should have 
should have had a couple of done better with counters, but it's a bit of a miscontrol, and we go from there, really. Yeah, and then shortly after that, uh, Alexis McAllister, I don't know if it was to his brother, but it seemed like he was trying to give them a goal with an absolutely horrendous back pass, and all I have written in big block letters is Allie is the best. I mean, we have such a good fucking goalkeeper. Yeah, it is just... Trust. Even Ali had two moments tonight. One where he spilled across, which is unusual for him, and one where, mm. you know, I'll, I'll give, be fair to him, guys, he gives him an absolute fucking hospital ball, which no left-back's getting. It's about three yards behind. Well, him. Do, going, Go run for that, lad. <laughs> do, you want to talk, do you want to talk about Simicast? Because I figured, because there's not a lot of, I didn't think at least, I didn't think there was a lot of touch point moments in I, the I game that, it, that deserved to be it, talked about. I just felt he was targeted. I, thought they, yeah. I think they decided left-hand side was, was the side to go for. We got a target one side, you know, that's also the side has got the young striker, the young centre-back on, but yeah, I mean, look, some of it will probably be ring rust, but I just thought it was average. You know, yeah. first half he slides in for a tackle, which nobody, nobody saw the tackle there and falls over the ball, handballs it, you know. It, yeah, I think he was just indicative of Liverpool in the game, really, so it was just pretty average, you know. I think the highlights for Liverpool were probably the midfit were the midfield, and I, I thought the two centre backs did well. You know, I don't agree. There's somebody in the comments there who's, who's really upset over this game. Thinks it's terrible performance. You know, the lowest of low performances could have been a draw what? to three goals. I'm like, oh god. But look, yeah. you, <laughs> I'm just going to ignore that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's just finding it. misery for the sake of finding misery. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, not every game is about champagne football. It's just get the job done. Um, well, and I mean, hey, there there can be things that come up in somebody's life that makes them want to have that reaction. I'm having the exact opposite type of day right now, so I literally could not care less. But you mentioned got... you mentioned the two young center backs. I thought they looked so good. I honestly, Chris, I looked at that center back performance today, and while it wasn't a ten out of ten performance, it was me looking at that going, put three years experience on both those players after Virgil moves on, and I. Uh... I'm blown away by Jarrell Kwanzaa. I think I, he has such a future ahead of him. He does. I actually think Kanati is loving the responsibility. And to be fair, Kev meshes this as well to me, saying, I think he's enjoying being the senior centre-half. So, yeah. Uh, what's that? Chris definitely has some weird agenda against Costas. I just don't rate him. And I'm perfectly honest to say that. I, I know, it's my opinion. I just don't rate him. I think, I think he's been very overrated as a Liverpool player. That's my opinion. People don't agree. Sound. Your anti-Greek agenda. Chris hates feta cheese. He doesn't yeah, like oh, a lot yeah. of the anything Greek. Yeah. Anything Greek I answer. But <laughs> as I have said many times, Joe from wrong, he, he ends up being brilliant. Brilliant games. Cool. I quite like a bit of me facing the football as brilliant, and I'm wrong. You know, it's yeah. great. But no, it's I. I think, I think that, he has uh, more. I think he has more average games than good games. But you know, that's probably why he's a backup. You know, he's a, he's a fine backup. That's it. At the so, same so at the same time, though, Chris. I don't know if Destiny Odagi is any better of a left back than Costa Simicast. Like, it's just that the the level, wow. like the it's not the, the bar. We're going. Well, no, I just like the gap that Costas needs to overcome to become our starting left back is massive because Andy Robertson is one of, if not the best left yeah. back in the world. I've seen a few. I've seen a couple of comments. Uh, Ocean saying, but if Robertson gets injured for a long period of time, God God save us. Well, you can put Simicast left back or. Joe Gomez left back, which is basically where he started for Liverpool. Have a solid, just have a solid defensive left back, and you tell Trent go even more inverted, go even more forward. So, yeah, uh, John, 
Jonathan is asking a very Monty Python themed question of what have the Greeks ever done for us? And I believe the answer to that is the Romans. I think the answer to the question of what do the Greeks do for us is in fact the Romans. Uh, but I mean, yeah, we're getting lots of lots of agreement here with my comments about Kwanzaa. Granted, it's pretty low hanging fruit because I mean, he's come out of nowhere. He's just I definitely didn't see it. Frank Carlisle saying we've saved 50, 60 million with the kid Kwanzaa. He's really, really good. It, I would I would still buy a sense back in this above. Oh, but would I mean, you would you push the boat out for Levi Colwell? Definitely Levi you know? Colwell, but I definitely buy a sense back. But to be fair, Joe Matip's actually been a lot better this season than I expected him to be. And I think that's why we all wanted a centre back is because we didn't really trust Gomez and Matip, who to be fair, I've had good starts to the season. We can't really, you know, quibble over that. But I still think you look at you need at least one more centre back, maybe two. Uh, but Kwanzaa is in the squad now as part of a regular centre-back thing. Yeah. Uh, McGlinchey is coming in here to defend the Greeks. He's saying Aristotle, Pythagoras, created democracy, quite a lot of important things. And also the Romans. But not left-back. But not left-back. Left, yeah, <laughs> left that, the, 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 <laughs> that was the, the bit they Yeah, the Brazilians, the Brazilians I believe, have invented that the left-back, yeah. I mean, yeah. Thor's pointing out as well that the Iliad is a great story. You're really, you're anti-Greek agenda. I mean, Ashley L, they invented central heating, which I kind of like. Ashley L, of course, lives over here in the Americas with us where it gets rather, rather cold. The trials no, of Sisyphus. No. Your Greek agenda is being no, slaughtered no, no, here. This is creating the left back, though, is it? Which is what I want. <laughs> no, it's I mean, creating the left back I want. A squared plus B squared equals a left back. And he yeah, did yeah, that, win that, us that, the that, That's the Pythagoras thing they brought it with. I think Christian's Turkish. <laughs> he doesn't have, you don't have a good enough haircut. I, 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 I don't, don't have a haircut over teeth yeah. for it, to be honest. I could do with both, to be fair, but you know. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just about ready to wrap up, but I, I just think we should have a couple minutes to talk about Ryan Grabenberch. I, yeah, I, I think. I, when, when did I write that down? 37 minutes, Gravenberch is going to be some player. Like, he's got the same qualities that Cody Gakpo showed last season after we bought him in January that I absolutely adored. That ability to pick the ball up in the deep midfield, shield it, turn around and burst upfield with the ball under control, with your head up looking to make a pass. He's doing that all as well. And son of a bitch like we might have completely stolen an absolute gem off of Bayern Munich and it will entirely fall at the feet of Bayern's managers just horrific man management to have let this player go because he looks like he could be anything with us it just looks like good player wrong move you know yeah. Portugal game you know he had a chit show of what went on with the two managers he had there and look sometimes we've seen this you know we saw it with Coutinho into the land move was you know big club wrong time Gravenberch looks early days like we've just got the right fit for him. You know, he's yeah. got a lot of genie vibes, but I mean, a few people. Well, here's said, here's like, the danger. Actually, here's the danger comment from Aiden ninety one that he has shaped. I, I think, but I don't mean I, people don't mean that disparagingly. I people think of Pompa first spell at Juventus. That Pompa, you know, and I understand you know that style of play, how it can work, how how that can work. So you know, that's not it's not a bad thing. To have, to have to be compared to him at all. So, yeah, look, he looks at, I mean, do I see him as becoming a long-term six? I'm not sure. Happy to be proven wrong, but listen, if he start, if you say Ryan, Ryan Grabberts is starting tomorrow, starting at the weekend, you'll go, ah, oh, cool. Don't flinch, don't worry about it. So you go, ah, oh, great. 
you know, do you think, do you think he will? I think, I think he does. I think Gravenberg saw the slide McAllister in the midfield on Sunday. I think so. I think, I think you start Elliot McAllister and Sobers like apart from Sobers like it's a lot of height you're giving away, and I kind of feel set piece wise that could hurt us. So I think he gives a bit more physicality. I think he's a very good. He's just also a very good player. The dribbling and that is brilliant. Yeah. No, 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 no. McGlinchey's saying that it's over half an hour. I've got the live counter on it. We're at 27 minutes and 12 seconds right now. Don't you worry about that. We started late because Chris's laptop was uh, had all the jitters in it. Uh, okay. Do you got a do you got a man of the match for today, Chris? Oh. Might be the toughest one ever. Yeah, but you could just say give it Gravenberch because he got the goal and he played quite well. I'd probably say Gravenberch. Um, I'd probably say special uh, mentions to I thought Elliot did well all game and I thought both centre backs were good. But yeah, give it, give it Gravenberch. Why not? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think Actually, I I think I would. Actually, I was saying Ryan Gravenberg is a natural replacement for Jones. Yeah, because he did a lot of the Jones things on that left-hand side, which, you know, we're going to need for the next three games. So, you know, uh, Darren saying Ibu, Anthony saying Kwanzaa. You know, all of them are pretty decent ones. What's that? Well done, Scouser Pete. Scouser Pete reckons that when Chris gets his morning coffee, he gives Costas a swerve, which I is... Love Costas. You know, I love Costas. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Look at this. I do a little custom copy, so, you know, happy to be sponsored by them. Talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah, the tonight's show is is not brought to you by Costa Coffee, regardless of what uh, Chris Brack would have you believe. He wants to sponsor us, though. I'm more than happy for them to do that. (laughs) (laughs) The show will be brought to you from now on by Costa Simicast, who is Chris Brack's favorite left back. Actually, 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 right, though. Idiot the match is the dicker dicker with the laser pen. Yeah, I mean... What are you doing with a laser pen in the crowd? Just if you're sat next to just chin it or her, whoever it is, because quite frankly, you're a bit of a muppet anyway. You don't you don't have to resort to violence. You just mark it's where the person is in sitting and get up and find a steward, which there'll be one within what twenty oh, feet of you. You're never the, further than twenty feet away. Where's the, where's the fun? Is that um, certainly certainly later into it might be better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I would say I would give my man of the match to. I'm going to go with Kwanzaa. I just thought that... I thought you were going to say he... Castell. I was about to just walk off the show. I got fuck off. This is <laughs> the stream just The stream just ends immediately. No, it's. I just thought, like, there was there was a couple of times where he showed a little bit of pace and prowess and putting the ball up for a throw-in. It's something that doesn't really, you know, it's not the sort of thing you put a gold star beside, but it's just... It's simple. Yeah, like, instead of trying to do that stupid back pass to Allison where, it, you know, you could just get it slightly wrong and all of a sudden they've got a breakaway against the keeper and we're down 1-0, that you just lamp the thing into the 40th row in the main stand, everybody resets and we keep our heads about us and it's all good. Like, yeah, it's, I think the, I don't know if I've ever done, I, I think this is definitely the lowest bar for a man of the match for a full-time res because I was distracted and it was a pretty dismal affair all around. But uh, sometimes some, some they said, give it to the McAllister brothers because why not? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, give, it to, give it to McAllister dad. You know, our boss is that watching both your, both your sons play. You know, yeah, I do, they, that's cool that. The international feed uh, pointed out that his dad was wearing a half and half scarf in what might be the only acceptable situation where somebody should be wearing a half and half scarf. And I, uh, I, I completely, completely agree with that. So it was a good day. I didn't watch any of the post-match stuff. As soon as the match was over, I clicked the TV off. But I'm presuming they switched shirts 
because why would you not? I mean, that's that's great for yeah. them. So it's a good. Yeah, I think the McAllister family as a, as a whole, you know, that's on the whole, good. the McAllister family can be man of the match. That's uh, that's lovely for them. But I mean, yeah, it's Chris, that's it's, it's the most laid back post match you've ever got. Like, what's you talk about? Oh, really? A pop two up. <laughs> Not, not a lot to talk about, really. It's just one of those. Eh, I don't honestly like. I've got. Let's see here. I put big stars beside whenever anything important happens, and in the second half, I have one on sixty-one <laughs> minutes. Goal, 30. That was it. I know I got one on sixty-one minutes thirty seconds where Trent made an incredible interception when it looked <laughs> like they were gonna break against us, and then I have uh, uh, I have the substitutions, and then I have the goal, and that's it. Like that's. that's that's caught in the night by the Greek supporters are close to throwing darts at the screen. <laughs> well, I hope they're watching on a projection screen at least, because if not, you'll be doing some damage to your LCD monitors. Uh, but yeah, that's that's more than enough, I think, for tonight. Uh, obviously, if you're watching the show, please give us a thumbs up and a like. If you haven't listened to any of the content that the LCD trippers put out from Saturday onwards in the aftermath of, uh, oh, I don't know great. what. Do we have a gate? Is there a gate name for it? Is it Diaz Gate, G- England Gate, Offside Gate, VAR Gate, something like that? It, PG Mellow is shy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, just... it, was, it was absolutely fantastic. I really liked hearing the fact that it was me, you, and Kev immediately after the match. It was Gav, Emmett, uh, Keith, and Shawnee on Sunday, and then Phil, Pete, and uh, – oh, shit. Who am I missing? Ray. On Monday, right. the the fact that we had ten different people being able to give their opinions on this, I I just thought it was absolutely great content. So if you guys have, on, the, are, on the on the positive side, my Sunday improved though because the women yeah. won. So I was very impressed with that because the women won away at Arsenal, which is the first time they won away at Arsenal in about six years. So that was quite yeah. You you had a real nice. shit you had a real shit sandwich of a weekend on Friday. I did, yeah, to go to yeah. Media the Friday and Sunday we got Saturday was rubbish. What he said, it was brilliant. We just talked about that two hours of Spurs games. It was all yeah. the rest of it was rubbish. Uh, who uh, who do the women have this weekend, Chris? We are at home to Aston Villa, which I will be going to. So you got so that ever has the likes of you and Kevin Sunday. I won't be here. Well, we're we're going to be bringing in all the viewers because you know that everybody likes a good Kevo Sullivan sighting uh, around these well, parts, but he's the ladies' choice, isn't he? Let's be honest. He's he's the good looking <laughs> one. And some of honest. the men. And some of the men, let's, yeah. uh, you know, well, it's 2023. He is the good-looking one of the three of us, let's be fair. <laughs> and again, that's a lower bar than man of the match for the game tonight. Well, so it, 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 it's it's at least we're both honest. <laughs> Chris, do you have any Greek players in the, in the women's team? I don't think we do. I don't have any. I love this thing that everybody they hate all Greek players. I don't hate Greek players. I just don't rate the one we have. <laughs> It's, that yeah. sounds like something that somebody that hates all Greek players would say, Chris. Of I'm course just going to say, like, <laughs> we all know, we all know that Shawnee and Gav hate each other, and that you hate all Greek footballers, I mean, especially fair, their left back. I mean, to be fair, Shawnee's not a massive Simicast fan either, so we should be a little corners together. But yes. That's all well and good. So, uh, Day Trippers fans, thank you again for joining us all. There's a couple hundred of you guys in here watching us again tonight, which is good on you guys. I mean, good on me, good on Chris for everybody showing up and doing this like normal. Look at that for a show. Kev is a sophomore slide of LSC Day Trippers. What? I'm just wondering how that guy knows that Kev has size seven feet. I mean, that's that's, that's (sighs) crazy that you would know that. That's some deep, deep knowledge. 
you guys are off Friday, Saturday. We got no shows coming from the LSC Day Trippers. You guys are all good. Kevin and I will be back here Sunday right after the game, hopefully talking about a miraculous victory or at least not a horrific refereeing bungle in the jungle in the Premier League as we get back okay. to it. And then what, who's in charge of us, by the way? What what ref are we giving? What is it Anthony Taylor just to really piss us I, off? Did they, maybe they trotted Clattenburg back out of retirement. Who the hell even I knows? It's, but, I bet it's Anthony Taylor, isn't it? I bet yeah. you're giving Anthony Taylor. Paul Tierney and Anthony Taylor is a tag oh, team. Paul Tierney, yeah. yeah. If you really want to piss Klopp off, just put Paul Tierney in charge just to watch Klopp's yeah. head explode. Head well, as long, as long as it's not fucking John Brooks, because that still might be the absolute worst uh, oh, worst referee that I've seen. Before we go, because I, I know you need to go. What do you think about this thing with Thinking England now? They basically said he will not be allowed to ref, be ref or VAR a Liverpool game for the rest of the season. That's a bit weird because it's just like well if he's not allowed to referee a Liverpool game because of what's gone on why is he okay to referee the game so you know it, it's it's a it feels like a very weird way of just going oh we'll just wallet him refuse why because you know it's, it's a mistake it's, it's a mistake you don't need to why is it be it implies it, there's something else going on there it's just it's so wrong all I've said from maybe not immediately after in the full-time Reds after the game, because we were all running pretty high on emotion after that. But oh, I think from no. Sunday onwards, I've been pretty consistent in my belief that at the absolute minimum, Darren England needs to be sacked because the mistake he made was so egregious that even after the audio, fuck, I'm going to go past it. We're going to hit 45 minutes now at this point. Cause you've, so, you've stoked, the, you've stoked the fucking flame, Chris. So thanks a lot. But even this is after your, the, it's your anti-ref agenda, just so I'm getting your agenda. After out. The audio came out, Chris, it still never answered the question to me of what the fuck is he watching? Because he clearly wasn't watching the fucking game. It was the only game on. I honestly think, I said it as a joke at the time that he was watching Bake Off, but he must have been because he was not watching the fucking game. So the fact that Darren England has not been sacked by the PGMOL just tells you the old boys club mentality that they have, that a, a, a wound to one is a wound to all. And if we let him, you know, if, if he needs to be thrown under the bus or be the sacrificial lamb, then who's next? And they're all worried about their jobs. They're circling the wagons because they're all terrified about their future in their cushy-ass jobs where they don't oh, have to fucking no. do well. Josh, just read. What's Anthony that? Is, Anthony Seller is the referee for the weekend. There. Paul, Tierney, Paul Tierney's on VAR. Oh, oh there you go. So there you go. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's, just, it's, just, be, it's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be a hell of a full-time Reds come the weekend. Win, lose, or draw, it is going to be full of incidents and accidents without a doubt, and everybody can come along and enjoy their favorite contributor, which is Kev O'Sullivan. But I, I think that's pretty much enough for tonight. Uh, please, if you're watching, hit the thumbs up, the like button. If you're listening to us afterwards, give us a five-star rating. Share with any of your friends you have that might be interested in some completely free, never behind a paywall, fan-generated Liverpool content. I think we do a pretty good job. I started oh. as a fan, and now I'm on the other side of the camera, so please. Uh, oh, shit, no. It's, yeah, it's Stuart Atwell. It, there's That's no good ones. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the good one? The the Australian? Or is that uh, Darren England? No. Oh, what's his name? Oh, Jared Gillett. Jared Gillett uh, is the Australian. Uh, what, the one they picked called Ollie on the, on the thing. He was fourth official the weekend. Oliver, oh, I can't remember his name. Michael Oliver. Michael Oliver. 
they call him Ollie because he because Michael Oswald apparently was saying to stop the game and they were going no yeah. we can't we've missed that bit yeah let's just, let's just have let's just have John Oliver referee us he's a Liverpool fan he'll get all the calls <laughs> correct but uh again it, whether you're listening live or listening afterwards uh, after the fact if you can help out our charity partners you'll find the link in the show description on the podcast or on YouTube or on any of the LFC Day Trip or social media pages the ladies the uh <laughs> 50 seconds. Jesus, Apo. I'm almost as old as you then. Uh, it's uh, the, the Dublin Marathon's coming up quick. They're getting very close to their fundraising target of 20,000 euros. So if anybody you know of that would be interested in helping donate or you got a few extra pounds or shekels kicking around that you want to donate to a very good cause, these women would be happy for it. And that's the most important thing around these parts. But how am I getting older? How is it my 60th birthday now? I'm tired of these people. I'm turning 39 for God's sakes. Do I look that only th- old? Only 39. Oh, wow. Yeah, the last week has aged me horribly. So oh, I think that's more than enough, Chris. I'm going to go get drunk with my brother and my niece and my wife because that seems like a good thing to do on a Thursday before your 39th or 60th birthday. Oh, okay. Anything else before we go? No, no. I, I think I've set it up. I've wound the chat a bit up tonight, so I think I'll just go. Yeah, you, you wound <laughs> me up as well, too. So uh, up the Greek left backs. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on Full-Time Reds. It finished again at Anfield. Liverpool 2, Union Saint-Gilles 1-0. And one is one of the most forgettable matches I think any of us will have seen in a long, long time. But we'll see you guys all back here on Sunday night after the Brighton match. Thanks for joining us. See you later. Have a good weekend. Happy Thanksgiving, Canadians. Podcast Network.